All right. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of our weekly Friday market updates. Uh, every Friday, I go over any sort of new news from the Bay Area, any new news related to what is happening with the real estate market, generally from a country perspective. And then I look into the data in terms of what has been going on over the weeks and in the different counties that we have here. Uh, but before we begin, if you or anyone you know is considering to buy, sell, or invest here in the Bay Area, I'm never too busy to be introduced. It's been tremendous through this platform of my YouTube channel, my podcast, social media, uh, in terms of all the traction. So really appreciate all of the people that have been tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit that like button. If you are watching this on the podcast, please leave me a positive review. I think I'm at over 2,000 downloads right now, which has been incredible given it's only been a couple of months. So thank you so much for tuning in. And we don't we have a little bit less to cover today. However, some pretty big news that I want to go over, and that is actually related to the Google Downtown West mixed-use plan. So a lot of people have been talking about Google for a long time, you know, back in back in March, April, when a lot of the big tech firms were saying, hey, look, people can work from home remotely. Uh, many have decided to do it uh, indefinitely. Uh, I know Google, I think, extended it basically to mid of next year. However, the question ultimately that remained after was like, what would people do related to their corporate real estate space? Will they sell everything off? Will it be fully remote? And then, of course, one of the big questions related to that is, what about this Google Village project? which as many people know, or if you don't know, is a very large project happening in the West San Jose area in, in downtown. So if you think about like the SAP center where the sharks play, really that whole corridor there is going through massive changes in designs. And Google has been really quiet for a while related to this project. So there were some uncertainties. I have been sharing across my, uh, my media platforms in terms of what I think they're gonna be doing. But um, they've at least made some updates, which has been fantastic. So this was just happening as, as of two days ago. Downtown West updates application with design standards and guidelines. It's a really cool video that you should check out that Google had done related to how do they envision this space being used? Like what will be in the different sections of the space? So it's just not a, uh, a urban jungle, right? They want this to be a really amazing mixed use space with affordable housing, office space, lots of parks, lots of communal areas, restaurants. So it's clearly gonna be one of the largest projects here in the Bay Area, especially over the last couple of decades. Uh, but it's also very important for people to understand like, hey, look, uh, if a company like a Google is still this bullish of the Bay Area and still bullish of growing their footprint here, it gives you an idea of how these big companies are thinking uh, in terms of their strategy of retaining the best talent, but also attracting great talent. Otherwise, they would not be going through still all this exercise. Something also to be aware of, this community itself is slated to have about over seven and a half million more office space available. So feel free to check it out. I will put in the link of the YouTube channel and the link in the podcast so that you can see the details itself, but definitely a good video to check out to really understand what they are doing, what are the guidelines, uh, 
what is the design process, things like that. So that is this first slide. And then also in the San Jose, California, uh, the San the city of San Jose also has a rezoning development plan also publicly available that they will keep changing over time. You can see how many more residential units will be there. I know it's really small in this form, but I'll read it out. There is currently only 11 units in this existing place right now. And they propose to do a, between three to 5,000 residential homes. Most of it, a lot of it will be affordable housing, but it's just something to be aware of. Office space, there's only 151,000 space right, square foot right now. They plan to make 6.5 million square footage. They're re removing a lot of the industrial space and they'll be adding a lot more parking spaces, uh, up to 2,300 stalls of parking, actually up to 5,100 stalls of parking if you add the public, commercial, and residential parking space altogether. I'm not gonna go over this in too much detail because it's uh, you, can, you can pull it up on the link below, but it does give you an idea Here's the SAP center located here. It, give, it does give you a good idea, like what is actually being changed. And you can see the different revisions over time and what will be constructed. But really incredible to see this being progressed. It's great to see continued updates. And hopefully in the near future, we'll be able to see some developments, but it's still gonna take some time. These are long processes. They require the city, they require the state. Uh, so there's a lot to go through. So this is not immediate a change, but I suspect it will be happening still over the next couple of years. So that's a little bit about the local news. And because of this, what I, because of this, what I'm going to be doing moving forward is I may actually replace my prop tech talk Thursday show with more of an analysis of the different cities because San Jose is a huge city. And as you can imagine, this is a particular of the downtown corridor. But every city and every area is actually going through their own plans. And I think it'll be very helpful and insightful for my audience to be able to see, hey, look, well, what is Belmont planning to do of the 30, to, uh, basically the 20 to 30, 2035, year 2035? What is your long-term plan? Because they're going through changes too. What about Palo Alto? What about Mopitas? What about Dublin, right? All of them have very interesting plans in terms of how they are going to increase uh, residential units, but also what they're going to be, how are they going to be able to squeeze that in? So for you as a owner, a, uh, a homeowner, a, either a homeowner today, a possible homeowner in the future, or an investor, I think those will be very insightful things for you to understand what are these plans for the city. Now, of course, there'll be things that change, there'll be things that get delayed, but uh, it does give you an idea like these things don't happen overnight, right? It is all planned out. It may take longer than you may expect, but there is a plan and there is a method to the madness. So if you know what is happening, then you can make an even better informed decision from there. So that will be a new series that I'll go over, which will be covering basically, uh, hopefully I'll cover every city in the Bay Area because I see it for myself, helping so many people buy and sell houses. So I think it'll be it'll give you a competitive advantage for being able to tune in to my channel. So hopefully you'll appreciate that. So a few things related to the market, uh, mortgage applications continue to rise. I mean, now we hit purchase applications hit 20 straight weeks of year over year gains. Uh, just incredible to see. Um, things are clearly still very busy. Uh, you'll see from, an, uh, from a new listings perspective, kind of where people are buying, what is the activity. People, 
uh, quite frankly, are also some people are on the fence right now because of the upcoming election. Maybe it's a stock market, but as an aggregate, it's still incredibly busy. Nothing has really changed. Um, the need of buying a house and the need of getting out to the rental space still happens, right? A lot of people also did not want to break their lease, so they may choose to pass uh, until it's closer to that time to get into homeownership. So there's a lot of factors of why this is still happening. It's really the migration from renters into homeowners, given there's a lot more first-time buyers than, than in recent times. So it's really incredible to see that transition. Uh, another thing that I want to share is related to Open Door. So Open Door had actually filed to go public very not long ago, and it's a really interesting company because of the aspect where they basically will buy a house and sell it directly themselves. Now, this is not available in the Bay Area, but it is available in a lot of uh, places where prices are between two to five hundred thousand dollars. In some areas like Phoenix, where they have the most market share out of all kind of cities, they they got up to about 10% market share, which is very uh, fascinating to see. Now, how much can they get above that hump? It'll be, obviously, time will tell, but it is really interesting to see the traction in a lot of other areas. The Bay Area will likely be one of the last markets if they ever do get in, given there's a lot more differences between houses versus like Phoenix, where a lot of them are newer homes. So they're a lot more cookie cutter. Um, and they're a lot more similar than Bay Area, where you have some you know really old houses in the peninsula. Obviously, you have some newer houses um, in new development areas, but it's just really interesting to see. What's also interesting is the, the amount of revenue that they generated. Now, you do want to be a little bit careful related to this revenue count. Now, I believe the revenue count is not is basically on the transaction value. So for example, uh, let's say they bought a, they bought a house for two hundred thousand dollars. The revenue is on the acquisition of that house of that two hundred thousand dollars of the purchase and, and actually of them selling it. Sorry, of, of when they sell the house. So the numbers may seem really big, but if you divide that by the number they actually sold, you can see they sold basically seventy eight hundred houses, which is a lot of houses. Make no mistake, but it's not nearly the same as. Um, the revenue generated from each of the actual kind of flips because open door is basically a massive home flipper with very tight margins. Uh, now they have other products that can supplement and generate additional income, which makes sense, which is interesting too, but that gives you an idea of how open door makes money, but just something really interesting to see. They are also being investigated, uh, by the FTC. So we'll see what happens in terms of how they have been looking looking like how they actually marketed their business so it will be interesting to see how that investigation plays out probably will end up some sort of fine and then they move on okay let's take a look at the market itself so let's take a look at san mateo uh county first and foremost you can see the new listings has dropped we've dropped to 183 versus the previous weeks of about 196 uh, you can see the total condition pending has dropped as well to about 169. It's still going very quickly. This is a week-by-week -week statistic. So things are still moving very quickly. Um, however, at the same time, when you look at prices, though, prices have not reacted the same as other counties. So you can see, actually, October looks like it it's has dropped quite a bit so far. 
Now, I suspect things will probably balance out. This will likely go a little bit higher. So I suspect the average single family home will probably get back to about 2.1 uh, at kind of that, at that area. However, this kind of gives you an idea that people in general are preferring uh, a bigger house in a little bit of a cheaper area uh, than in San Mateo County, which is actually one of the most expensive counties to live in the Bay Area. Now, I suspect my personal belief is that the location is absolutely perfect being in the middle of San Francisco and the major tech hubs. So I suspect over time it's going to do very well. So this, this presents some very interesting buyer op buying opportunities that people may be overlooking. Um, so something just to that's keep an eye out for when it comes to the county. When it comes to condos, townhomes, you can see the, the numbers have actually dropped pretty significantly. I suspect it'll pick up again, but in general, it has been kind of lower than it has been over the last couple of months. Same idea. Generally, the, the area itself has older properties and they're smaller given the price per square foot is higher. So something to be aware of as we keep tracking the San Mateo County uh, figures. Now let's take a look at Santa Clara County. So Santa Clara County, um, on the other hand, you can see new listings, 415. However, contingent pending is the same figures, 415. So it's really about the same levels. Uh, it, it basically shows it's going very quickly. However, a very different story for Santa Clara County for residential. You can see October continues to go upwards. I suspect this will likely actually keep rising as of what I see right now of what whole houses are selling for. I suspect these will continue to push all-time record highs. So Santa Clara County, very different story. Uh, fortunately, I think it's up here for some reason. And then related to condos, townhomes, relatively flat. So nothing too unusual, as you can see, relatively flat throughout the year. Nothing uh, interesting to report there. Contra Costa County, interesting enough, September seemed like it had dipped, but the October has picked up once again. Currently right now in October, we are at record highs. I suspect this will likely level out. So I, I think it should likely go back a little bit down, but still relatively high for compared to the rest of the year. And so the last couple of months, you should be expecting prices to remain about what it has been, which has been, as you can see, a pretty big jump over time. Condos, townhomes, uh, they this is a different story than the other counties. Count, condos and townhomes have continued to increase given the price per square foot there is, is much less. And so you get a lot more space for quite frankly, a pretty low amount under $600,000. You can get 3% down programs for this uh, purchase amount. So something uh, for them, for those that are interested in Contra Costa County to realize. Now, Alameda County, uh, this number is certainly uh, very uh, unusual. So I think there's some sort of uh, error within the system. So I would just rule this out. We'll see what happens. However, you can see there is a general trend upwards. Next week, we'll be able to see what, what's been going on. Condos, townhomes have been uh, relatively flat. I suspect this number will be higher, but maybe not as high as September. Average right now is roughly about $650,000 or so for a condo townhome in Alameda County. So let's go and take a look at the San Francisco residential figures uh, since we have not covered that in some time. So San Francisco residential figures, we can see that as, as of September, the average price for a single family home was about $1.94 million. 
So it has dropped over the last several months. However, it hasn't dropped versus what it was uh, in February, about the same levels. In terms of the volume of transactions, you can see there's actually 232 homes that have sold in September, which is actually higher than it has ever been uh, all year round. Same with condos. So condos, 311 have sold, which is the highest it has been all year round. And people have been asking, well, you know, a lot of people have been leaving San Francisco and rental figures has certainly been impacted greatly. Basically, it's dropped about 20 to 30% in a very short amount of time. However, what about for condos? Condos, people actually have a lot of options to choose from. You can see right now you have over 1,400 condos on the market. And the total amount contingent pending are about 370. So there's a lot of available properties. However, from a price perspective, while it has dropped, it has dropped maybe about 5%, which is quite a bit, right? In, in reality, 5% is still a lot, given you see everywhere else has continued to rise. And especially where interest rates are as low as they are, it's still a very, it's a benefit, it's been beneficial for owners. But don't expect like massive declines at this time, because clearly it's not being the case. It's not the case. There's a number, another number right now, which is the standard days on market. So how long is a property on average staying on the market before it sells? Single family houses in, in San Francisco are about 21 days uh, versus condos are about 40 something days. So things sit on the market much longer. However, from a price perspective, it's still been relatively strong, slight decrease, but nothing like major. So don't expect this massive correction because it's just not happening. Marin County, on the other hand, still very busy. As you can see, September figures are a little bit lower than it was, but however, they are much higher than than uh, shelter. Uh, basically, when the shelter first happened, so the average right now is about one point. Uh, sorry, one point eight six. Uh, there is three hundred forty two that are active on the market, two hundred sixty five pending. So it's still very very uh, high velocity, very popular place for a lot of people in San Francisco that wants a beautiful home out in Marin County. Not that many to choose from, hence why they're still selling very quickly and selling for a very high dollar amount. Well, I hope this is helpful to give you an insight as to how I think, but also in terms of what is actually happening in the Bay Area. As I mentioned, I will have some additional cities that I will be covering in great detail, and that will likely replace my upcoming PropTech Talk Thursday shows over the next coming weeks. If you have any particular cities that you want me to cover first, I will go by the popular decision. So send me an email, send me a, leave a comment below and uh, whichever gets the most pop, you know, whichever ones get the most, uh, you know, uh, comments, then I will go over those first in order. And uh, we will basically go from there. Any questions, please free for to reach out anytime. It's been great to be able to connect with so many of you that I've never met before. And I've already helped, uh, at least four clients through these videos, through actually just YouTube podcasts, not just social media, uh, buy a home already. And so really appreciate the opportunity. Congratulations to those people. And hopefully I'll be able to help additional people. Have a great rest of the weekend and I'll see you at the next one. Bye now. Thanks for making it to the very end of my YouTube video. If you like the content, please hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that little bell as well since it'll give you notifications of when my next episode is. If you know of anyone that is considering to buy or sell a home here in the Bay Area, I'm never too busy to help more people. Always welcome to have a conversation regardless if you're uh, ready to go right now or if you wanted to buy five years later. 
click on that calendar link and then you'll be able to book an appointment with me and love to have a conversation about your situation. In the meantime, I also do have a monthly newsletter, so feel free to hit that uh, link below and then you'll be able to get my updates, personal updates that I write once a month in terms of what is going on with the market and some of my latest activities. Hope to see you at the next one. Thank you.